Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Oh, yeah. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Thank God. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Yes, the one place to steer clear of when you're in Los Angeles. So, Ed... (laughs) What what is today's Unless show? you're a guest on our show, then we'll, <laughs> not Trouble Studios though. Then we'll help you find your way. Yes, that's right. That's Ed, right. Yes. what is today all about? Today I know we have an amazing all guest. About our amazing guest Jenna J, but the the theory the theme for the show, the description, our title is The Royal Treatment with Jenna J. Can I say one thing? Let's hit it. If, for our friends on the East Coast, we're we're putting a new spin on the royal treatment cuz yeah. Growing up in New Jersey, oh, right. the royal treatment <laughs> actually meant the opposite. Yeah. It meant you're going to really stick it to someone. Right. Oh, yeah. We're going to give this guy the royal treatment. Well, Did you give him the royal treatment? Yeah. It's so funny because it's all in the tone of voice. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, they gave us the royal treatment over there. Or you gave him the royal treatment, huh? <laughs> well, we're talking about the more positive, mm-hmm. the, the actual, the more realistic way to look at this. By the way, let's thank Rod Schweitzer. For this jittery John's jug, oh my gosh! I took one sip and we're, we had to we had to remind ourselves to press record because we were already up and running before uh, <laughs> before we did. So thank you, Rod, for filling our cup up every week with some strong Joe and and royal treatment. It's actually because a treatment is another word for like a prayer. A prayer, yes. yes, a prayer treatment. So we're giving our life. The royal treatment. Nice. I love that. All right. Have you been considering the choices you make? Have you been putting them to the test by considering if the answer you choose is worthy of a king or a queen? Most of us rarely, if ever, consider if what we choose is worthy of a king. Why not? The only thing that prevents us from enjoying our divine inheritance is the lack of love and appreciation we express toward ourselves. And it begins with our thinking. Are the thoughts we choose to entertain about ourselves and our circumstances worthy of a king? Or do we condemn, complain, and curse? On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners and each other that the royal road to health, happiness, and prosperity is paved with the choices worthy of a king. And during the second segment, the divine heiress of Beverly Hills. Nice. Jenna J crowns us with favor with today's reading. Put love to work. Ah! 
Nice. I was going, wait a minute. Did he include the put love to work in the script? <laughs> yes, yes. Matter of fact. No, I mean the reading. Oh, 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 I see. No, I did not. Do we have it? I have it on the phone. All right. Did you? Did we ever send it to Jenna? Yeah, we sent it to her. All right. Oh, she's here today, so let's just yes. <laughs> hey, by the way, thank you to the Patreon folks contributing to the show, allowing us to sit pretty over here at Chobo Studios. Um, if you're not on Patreon yet, patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. If you want to support the show, giving really is receiving. However you choose to circulate your money in an in a inspired way, I recommend you do that because my life, Daryl's life, Andy's yes. life, We've been blessed abundantly. Money is energy that is meant to circulate. And when we circulate it fearlessly like a king, like royal, we give our own lives the royal treatment and, and treat the people around us like royalty, it always comes back to us because our, our, the universe is responding to the quality of our thoughts. Yes. So Sherry, I think it might be Sherry Knight, said, just listen to this episode. Thanks for sharing so freely of yourself, Ed. We are collectively working to make ourselves and, the world, and our world better. Glad to be sharing this journey with you. Thank you, Sherry. Michelle Marie said, thank you, guys. It sounds good. I'll have to get that book. I forgot what book that was, but she said, tomorrow I can't make the live Zoom because we do a live Zoom uh, for people who contribute to Patreon on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. But I love checking them out later. So you can watch the recording of it later if you're not able to attend. By the way, thank you to Daryl for the fun New Year surprise mail I got with the cards and Daryl's personal message. It made me sparkle inside with love. Michelle Marie. And if you like to send us oh, mail, yeah. we love receiving actual mail in the mailbox. Our P.O. Box, it's Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. And we got a few pieces of mail this week. We got a postcard. If you're not on YouTube, you can check it out. If you want to see what I'm holding in my hand, go to Funniest Thing with Daryl Ned at YouTube. Or if you're on YouTube and you want to take us in your cars, Get us on any podcast app like Spotify or Apple yes. Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. That's the way it all started. And uh, we we live off podcasts, Daryl yes. and I, so they're awesome. Uh, I So let's see. Kirky sent us this amazing podcast, which, which is Daryl riding a unicorn on the front. Uh, which is ironic because it, everything is in divine order. The fact that we received this card this week and it... It could be the synopsis for this show when you read it. Yeah, it says, I know that what I think will become a fact through the law. I now dedicate my whole thinking and feeling nature to this infinite, to the infinite spirit. My thinking today brings to pass my heart's desire, and the love I rehearse today enriches the whole world. Yes. Ernest Holmes said that. Rehearsing what we want, rehearsing what we desire is really, really important. I'm all about it lately. I've been practicing that. Um, we got this from who do we get? Jillian, from? my neighbor, who's yeah. now a big fan of the show. Was this the same Jillian that was on the show? The no, first? no, another Jillian. Dear Daryl and Ed, thank you for the laughter, the joy, the inspiration, the references, mirth, stories, and mischievousness. Love the cheer, the cheese and crackers story. Thank you, love Jillian. Thank you for reminding me to do a reading as part of my daily practice. Oh wow. It says, ignite the day with the daily practice. The light of love surrounds us. The love of God unfolds us. The power of God propelling me and protecting us. The presence of God watching over us. I feel thy presence. I feel thy presence, thy divine grace. Wherever we are, love is. Wherever we go, God is. Fill me up with joy and inspiration. Every minute, what does that say? Consecutively for the next 24 hours, I feel the presence of Thy 
Divine Grace. Great. Wow. wow. That's a very inspired two little note cards. That's the most inspiring note cards I've ever held in my hand. So thank you, Jillian, for passing that on. Speaking of inspiration, oh, let's just thank Jeff Comfort. Not just. We want to thank Jeff Comfort. He's out there in Kansas City, Kansas. If you're listening on a podcast app, He's, he's responsible he's for adding it. the sound effects and uploading it for us. So each week he takes us right, right into the comfort zone. We love you, Jeff Comfort, Indiana. We love you out here at Chobo Studio. Love you guys. What do we have today? Funniest thing with strength and wisdom. What's that? Oh, oh, you, I did it again. I'm sorry. We, funniest thing with strength and wisdom. We will take that prayer. So uh, when right in the right before the show. As always, I didn't realize I had this book. It's a copy of The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Um, that movie actually was my lifeline for a little while when I was going through a very hard time. And before I met Daryl, before I knew what New Thought and this metaphysical Christianity, this type of readings we talk about. Um, well, practically applying the teachings. Yeah, the practical application of this yeah. stuff, um, which I had been seeking. But I was just in one of those turning points in my life where... People call it a dark night of the soul, and um, which was a huge blessing to me. And I used to watch that movie, The Secret, like daily, just because of the metaphysical principles that are. Sh- it was the only place I had really heard them that clearly. And then that led me to meet you at Agape Spiritual oh, Center, no less. The least likely place to yeah, meet that place Bizarro. Was like a hotel ballroom. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Anyway, but I just happened to have this book in my backpack, and I opened it up. And this show is called, once again, um, The Royal Treatment, about really choosing to think of ourselves as we would the highest, whatever the highest, the king, the, the Christ within us, to honor that part of us with the quality of the choices we make, with the recognition that if we're created by God, then everything and anything is possible for us. So we need to, I've had to learn to stop diminishing myself through the thoughts I think, and instead which is what I'm really getting into now, actually begin imagining myself to be worthy of things, receiving things. And so anyway, I opened up this book and has has been uh, known to happen around here, talking about kings and queens and kingdoms. I just happened to read one paragraph that says, you're the heir to the kingdom. That's straight out of the Bible. The kingdom is within you. Prosperity is your birthright, and you hold the key to more abundance in every area of your life than you could possibly imagine. You deserve every good thing you want, and the universe will give you every good thing you want. But you have to summon it into your life. Now you know the secret. You have the key. The key is your thoughts and feelings, and you have been holding the key in your hand all of your life. Yes, because what inspired this title of this show was there's a short film out. You could watch it on YouTube. Oh, yes. And you're not going to believe how this turned into the show we're right. talking about. You never know where Fazaro's going to find the uh, good stuff. Yeah. You never know where the message is going to come from. Yes. So I watched this. It's a short documentary. It's starring Pauly Shore. It's called The Court Gesture, and it's a mini little biopic scene. Yeah. I think it's a jester in this case. Of this, yes. Yeah. Court gesture. Yeah, you're for in New Jersey. It's a gesture. <laughs> Typically, it's a gesture. So go on. It's like being <laughs> in my mitts. Yes. <laughs> so go on. That's perfect. A court gesture. We're talking about kings. Yes, I know. This we is need crazy. To learn to entertain the king within us. So here's the thing. And the thoughts of the king. Go on. It's about 
um, Richard Simmons, who is a very flamboyant and positive, successful uh, promoter of health and exercise in the seventies. Yeah, too. yeah, positive attitudes in, in the seventies and eighties and nineties. And I guess he recently retired. So this movie, this short film, is about him now. I was just watching it, not thinking much of it. Right. I didn't particularly love it as I'm yeah. watching it. But there was one scene at the end where Richard Simmons, the character of Richard Simmons, is talking to this guy backstage. Yep. And said backstage, he was just on the, the scene is he was just on the Ellen show and now he's backstage and one of the guys is there and it's, it's a guy Richard can tell this guy hates himself. Well, because he's an intern who's been there seven years, but no one really, they keep thinking he's the new guy, pushing him around, speaking lowly yeah. to him. Yeah, he's even more than that. He's one of like the producers on the show. Yeah, he's, right. he's not more, an intern. No. He's been working there for seven years. That's right. That's, he's a yeah. producer. But because like when we're not thinking thoughts, when we're not, when we're not thinking of ourselves with the love and appreciation how God sees us, well, then our whole aura diminishes and we become invisible. Yeah. And when we start not, when we start, when we're not appreciating ourselves, unfortunately, our mind is going to go, it's going to go in, if it doesn't have a direction to go, it's going to sink to its lowest level. Right. Because it's going to take on the mass hypnosis of the mass consciousness, which is rarely uplifting right you know it's fear concern yeah you know what most people see in the news right so all that's floating around us so we start to go uh, so if we're not appreciating ourselves we start to go oh uh, what's the use and he was like in a similar space that you and i have been in our lives which is he knows he doesn't want to be like all these guys around him that are like mean spirit right. pushing and shoving but he doesn't yet he hasn't yet found the key right to who he really is i mean the bible's full of those type like Christ loved, Jesus loved those type of people that were open enough yeah. to want something new in their lives, right? So that's kind of so, like where, where and this Richard is, Simmons found him. Yeah, and this little metaphor in this in this little movie is exactly like, could be, you know, a scene from, you know, the life and times of Jesus or anybody. Any of us can be Jesus today if we if we act according to these principles yeah because he even said the same mind that is in me is in you yes so yes. so what happens is um he can tell right away because because richard simmons has been there he knows what it's like not to really love himself as is right think he's not good enough as is like we all do from time to time so he tells this guy. Wait, wait. First, though, the guy finds him doing something he never thought oh, Richard Simmons yeah. would do. So, right. So here's the here's the here's the. I'll give you the whole scene. So it's the end of the show, and the frumpy because he thinks of himself as frumpy. The frumpy producer is there backstage. He's by the craft services, and you know they have at these craft services set up if you don't know what it is it's all snacks that they have for the crew right. that's what they call craft services on these yeah, production for the actors as yeah. well yeah and it's loaded up with tons of all the treats you wish your mom bought you at home right. and then like a few little things of radishes and you know yeah sure carrots Broccoli. that no one eats but we we have them there so we don't feel guilty right. well 
So he walks up to the table, and there's one donut left yeah. in the donut box. This is Richard Simmons coming up to the table now. No, wait, no, oh. Frumpy, Frumpy. Oh, Frumpy first. Fr- frumpy. Okay, yeah. And he sees the donut, and he goes, size, and, oh, yeah. and then he goes, oh, I'll just eat a carrot. He eats his carrot, and then he's just bummed out, and he's eating his carrot looking at donut. All of a sudden, Richard Simmons comes, you know, bouncing in, (laughs) and uh, he goes up to the table, and Richard Simmons sees the donut and goes, are you going to eat that? The guy goes, no. Oh, right then. And he grabs the donut. He starts eating it, and Richard Simmons, what? You didn't think I would eat a donut? And he explains to the guy, basically, that... He's learned Richard Simmons through appreciating himself yeah. that he could pick and choose the things in the moments throughout his day that will really delight him, that won't harm him. Yeah, he says every day he chooses at least one moment where he just gives himself ple- like the, the joy, yeah. joyous moment, that, a pleasure and satisfaction. Yes. And just treats himself with love and gives the little kid inside what they want. Yes. Yeah. And he says, because when I wasn't doing that, I would eat 12 of these donuts in one right, sitting. Right. He goes, it was my only friend. Yeah. And he said, he's walking away from that. He goes, you got to remember. He goes, you are a king. And he goes, and if you want that donut, if you want to make it, if you want uh, the rest of this donut, because he broke off like yeah. half the donut, he goes, well, then you got to ask yourself, is this worthy of a king? Uh-huh. Because you are a king. Right. And it made me think, how many times do I settle for things because I think I ought to or I think it's the safe thing? Right. I'm not talking about giant risks here. I'm talking about little everyday decisions yes. that sometimes I'll, I'll forget that I could choose... The direction that really is kind and loving and healthy for me instead of doing the things I think I ought to do first. Right. Because every time I do, because I've had enough time practicing this stuff, and it's funny because even when you know it, you still have to implement it on a daily basis. And what I'm talking about implementing it is choosing the kingly thought for you and acting on that one first. Yes. Because then magic happens because we're now, when we do that, that's the royal road. And the, the, the only other component to this is the stop complaining component. I mean, I got to choose what's right for me. And I have to stop complaining. When I mean complaining, cursing, condemning. Yes, judging. Judging. Because as soon as I complain, what am I doing? I'm not a king. You go, yeah, well, that's not acting like a king. But more than that, when I complain, I was realizing it this week. Every time I complain, I am, number one, I'm casting myself as a victim. Yeah. Number two, and the worst part is what does that immediately kick off in my subconscious? Self-pity. Yeah, so true. And, I, and, it's, yes. and it's disempowering. Yep. So I need, on a regular basis, the key to living a joyful, healthy life is 
think, stay on the royal road to freedom, which is thinking the thoughts that are kingly. Yes. And avoiding the temptation to find excuses that get in the way of these choices I'm making. Right. This week, I just got over the worst cold, ladies and gentlemen. I never missed an episode of Funniest Thing, even if it killed me. Right. First it, time ever. First time ever. Ten years, ten plus years of doing it. And it, it was, was crazy, by the way. I'm so glad you're back because I'm so used to when I have something to say. It's the it's this glorious, like, it's not an echo chamber. That's not the right word, but... I said your brain gets excited and spits it back in a new way, magnify. It's a, it's not just adding to what I do, what this show is. It multiplies everything that happens in this room. So it was one of those blessings. Like I, it made me appreciate you so much more because, you know, like when you, when you create and you collaborate with someone, you can't like, you can want to collaborate with people. But when you find someone who naturally, there's a collaboration that actually works. I was telling Kirk earlier. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it was yeah. such a big moment for me to appreciate what we do together. Like in music, when you harmonize, it's not just the two voices that you hear. There's these harmonics created. There's notes that are not even being sung that you start to hear. And it's magical. I mean, that's why it hurts. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I mean, I, that's what I feel like when we create this show. And that's why you start saying, and then we're like pulling things out of the ethers that are just... There's, it's just, it's it's multiplicative or whatever that word is. And so, welcome back. We're glad it, you're here. So is on. that that song you used to sing when you were a kid? It takes two to make the things go right. Yes, it takes two to make it out of sight. There you go. <laughs> to a two or more gather. <laughs> That's it, right there. Wow. Yes. So, well, anyway, go on. Well, now, oh, so I was... When you are sick and you don't get sick that often and it's really sick, and this made me think of our friend Stephen Bruni, who we, who's been on the show many times and is yeah, actually the best, man. You know, a little uh, actually our guest today is his fiance. Yes. So we'll you know, we're gonna be seeing her soon. And I was thinking about him because he was in a we mentioned this a few episodes back. Yes. He was in a motorcycle wreck. He's alive, he's doing very well, folks. All so the prayers are helping. Yeah. They're, so you know, uh, yeah. expediting the healing. Yeah, so keep those high thoughts for uh Steven. Yeah. He's got one more surgery on his arm this week and then it's going to be rapid recovery. All those deposits of grace and good deeds that he put out there, yes. he definitely uh, received a lot of that back in the way the whole miracle. Someday, yeah, we'll have him on. We'll have him on and, and have him share tell all of that. But it's just amazing. Man. It's a miracle. Angels are real. Yes. So go on. So uh, I was thinking about Bruni. I'm like, oh my god. You know, now I really have empathy. You yeah. know, where we can relate to how people must be feeling internally. Yeah. Because you know, when someone's sick or injured, and I'm feeling great, I care. But it's hard to really be. You know, feel it. the uh -huh. empathy. Like, have the holy cow. This is what it feels like. I get it. But yes. this week, I was feeling it. And I'm not even. You know, I didn't even have surgeries or anything. I'm just stuck in bed, feeling miserable. Right. And what happens though at these times, it's so easy. And this is where I was empathetic towards Bruni. When you're feeling this bad, your thoughts, it's hard to pull them out of that rut. Right. And I was working all week on, no, 
Because thoughts, the worst possible thoughts come into our heads. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep going, no, no, no. And I was practicing everything we share on the show. No, I am going to see myself healthy and whole. I'm putting myself into the end result. It's my natural state to be healthy and whole. In the Bible where Jesus even tells the people he has healed, he says, You have been made whole. He doesn't mean you've been made whole now. He means originally, spiritually, you have been made. You were made whole. And these other conditions are only temporary. You know what? I love that. And in fact, at one point, before the guy is healed, he says, will you be made whole? And what I think he's saying is, will you accept the fact that you are made whole and let go of the belief that you are not? So will you finally acknowledge that you have been made whole? Yes. So when he does, he's healed. Go ahead. Yes. So I'm using all those on my brain, you know, and then I go back to to misery. And it was at the end, the end, it was towards the final days where I was just in so much discomfort. I said, you know what? And here's the thing, folks. I still did my morning routine. I still did my prayer and meditation because yes. I knew, and subconsciously, I'm almost propelled to do it because it's become a healthy habit. Mm-hmm. But I knew this is what's going to really yeah. transform my condition because it's going to transform, it's going to alter my consciousness, which elevates my mood. And the elevated mood now allows my body to heal. Yeah. The complaining, the negative yes. thoughts, they they get they short circuit it. They get in the way. They don't stop it, but they definitely they don't make it as easy yeah. and as effective and as rapid as when I'm thinking, nope, you know, God's taking care of this. And we you have we have to be the leader in those moments yes. because our subconscious mind wants to keep going back to these old thoughts, self-pity, despair, whatever it is. So you doing that, that's what our whole show is about. That's what this whole way of living is about. Reclaiming the leadership to lead your subconscious mind back in the way of light, of love, of the Christ, you know, all of this. Yeah, so that's what you were doing. It's amazing. So, so I'm doing this, and then the on the last day, I uh, <clears throat> woke up feeling really bad, and I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do about this? Because my head was killing me. I felt nauseous. I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to meditate. And your mind is going, no, it's not going to make me feel any better. I need pills. Yeah. I go, no, we're going to meditate, and it's going to make you feel better. What are we going to meditate on? I go, we're just going to meditate on basking in God's love. Yes. We don't have to think about anything. You don't have to think about getting well. Yes. So I'm basking in this, and I start feeling better. And all of a sudden, uh, this thought comes you are my son, and I am well pleased in you. Oh, wow. And it felt so good. Wow. Because, you know, when we're feeling bad, a lot of time it starts just like the, the schlub backstage. It's because we don't feel appreciated. It's everything. It's everything. And it, so I had that feeling. Like, wow, that's a good one. I was like almost in tears, like, holy cow. Yes. It felt so real. Yes. And... And that made it easy to continue to meditate. And then I had this thought to go, I, I, you know, 
intuition. Go walk, Gidget, before you take your shower while you're in your sweatpants and stuff. And normally I have my routine. And I said, all right. And I just went with every intuitive idea for that day. Yeah. <clears throat> and it really healed me. And it reminded me when I was brand new to these things where I was really in it. Like I mentioned before, like the eye of the tiger where I really yeah. committed and I really just followed a hunch. Yes. And then when I came back, I had the hunch to light a candle and I'm going, what am I gonna light a candle for? It's gonna, uh -huh. it's gonna, it's gonna, like I could see the two brains. Right. I go, no, it's not gonna affect your sinuses. Let's light the, and I was just like, oh man. Mm -hmm. And I was doing it one thing after the other. And then since that day, I realized, you know, being that under the weather, and even like when I think, thought of Steven after that, yeah, it's actually, I needed to have the reset button. Yeah. Like on the phone where we have to turn it That's off. That's right. That's right. And because it's been on all this time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, reset. And since that, within this very short period of time, yeah. Miraculous things have occurred. And that Monday, my friend who owns the bar down in Newport Beach. Yeah reached out and said, hey, I'd like to have a mascot. I'm thinking about having a mascot for the bar, and I know you're, you know, really, he appreciates how I draw. So he said, do you think you come up with some? And my little me is going, oh, you know, that's, yeah. really I'm saying I'm not capable of that. Right. That's what I'm the UG is. Yeah. It doesn't say that. It says other things I like, oh this, is, oh, this is going to be Underneath a hassle. Yeah. And, but, so, because so, if it has that really bad feeling, yeah, there's something else down there. And this is where these king th choosing like a king thought. Choosing like a king is listening to the intuition. Choosing like a king is not buying into that. This guy said he respects the way I try. He appreciates it. So the next day, I made myself go yeah i said i'm gonna get a i invited you to get a burger yeah. down in that area so i'd be forced in that area newport beach newport beach newport because you were no redondo oh okay so redondo beach yeah so uh i pull into the place he tells me some ideas the next morning that that day i'm going oh wow i'm gonna have to think about this no daryl we could start sketching right now yeah. kingly thought yeah and then i sketch a few things the next morning i sketch a few more things boom the very next day two great logos that yeah. i love yes. you know like, like that i like i sent those in you know and since that day there have been many other things i had the hunch i got to do this article for recovery today magazine because i've right. been sick for a few weeks i don't even know when they're due because right. the guy's really laid back so i have a hunch to do an article called experience and upgrade that's the title and it came because nancy norman says that right. once or twice and i like that i always say that too about my hip when i had those screws in yeah there. i always refer as the time i upgraded my hip yes yeah, so we're going to experience an upgrade I write the article, I ask, the, I, I'm, I'm finishing it up, and I text the guy, his name's Rob Hanley, the editor of Recovery Today Magazine, hey, when are these due, by the way? Yeah. And he goes, oh, by tomorrow, if you can. 
And I said, not a problem. And he said, by the way, I had brain surgery on the 4th, but I'm doing good now. And I'm like, wait a minute. I go, I'm more blown away that you had brain surgery two and a half weeks ago. And you're so happy. He goes, yeah. He goes, I consider myself Rob 2.0. I got an upgrade. I said, what? I said, do you know what the title is I had for this article? Just that day I wrote the title. I go experience an upgrade. He goes, holy cow. So these are just real short. No, they're mind blowing. They're nothing. Examples for, for, you know, to share with everyone. That's how it works, dude. This I was thinking. We shepherd our the mind to the real shepherd, which is God, right? Like that's why I loved being raised and go like the Catholic teaching of this guy Jesus, who just no matter what the world threw at him, he knew like no, my Father in heaven's going to take care of it. Yes. So we shepherd. I shepherd myself. That this is not just mental will. It's like I no. shepherd myself. Out of all that will, into yeah. willingness, into the will of God, and then God, the real shepherd, starts to blow yes. our friggin' minds. Marion Williamson, and we'll go to the break. We'll do Williamson, breath, break, bring in Jenna. She says, on saying yes to new beginnings, our very cells respond to the thoughts we think. With yes. every word, silent or spoken, we participate in the body's functioning. We participate in the functioning of the universe itself. If our consciousness grows lighter... And so does everything within and around us. This means, of course, that with every thought, we can start to recreate our lives. In saying yes to new beginnings, we begin to bring them forth. Yes. All right. So let's take a deep breath. This is inspired by Daryl's writing. <laughs> no, this is. No, no. Did you write this down? <laughs> I wrote it down, but it's actually oh, no, a song. You know, it's from that. that. It's uh, what's the name of that song? No, I it's mean, uh, the movie, the show. One day at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> Uh, my wife used to live near Schneider. The actor? The actor. Oh, yeah. wow. All right, let's take a breath. <sighs> this is life. It's what you get. So go and have a ball. <sighs> this is it. This is life. It's what you get. So go and have a ball. <sighs> This, this is, is it. it. This, this is, is life. It. It's, it's what, what you get. get. So go, go and have a ball. Ah, coming up next. <laughs> I added to this is it. And we, I wanted this is it. <laughs> this is it, baby. And it's only getting better. The divine heiress of Beverly Hills, Jenna J, crowns us with favor with today's reading. Put love to work for crying out loud. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studios. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Funniest Thing. Today's show is called The Royal Treatment. <laughs> Just kidding. Today's show is called The Royal Treatment. 
We have none other than Jenna J with us in studio. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh my God. We're excited to have you here. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Thanks for uh, taking us up on the offer to stop by. Of course. Yes. Yes. And um, thanks for praying us in before, by the way. Yes. Always. Yes. So you've been listening to the show. I think you, you saw the description beforehand. Do you have any yep. thoughts you want to share straight off the bat since you've been sitting here? Well, when you guys texted it to me, I was like, that's perfect for me. One, because I've struggled with it. So I think I have some perspective both ways, but I've really yes. been working on it the past two years, I would say, like very much every day, every morning in my morning routine, like we're going to have an amazing day because mm -hmm. I have struggled with the lowly thoughts previously and letting that take over, which I think is somewhat normal for people as they try to figure out who they are and what they're doing with their life, right? Right. But obviously the last six weeks, I've had to be extremely positive in a situation and circumstance that looks pretty rough. So I felt like it was perfect for me to talk on it. So I'm excited. Yeah, beautiful. Yes, we're very excited to have you here. Our listeners, it's no secret. They know Stephen Bruni. He's been on a few times. Yes. And that's Janet Jay's fiance, folks. Recent fiance. Yep. Yeah. And the crazy <laughs> little thing, there's a little miracle story for you. Um, I knew Stephen for some time, and then all of a sudden, he met a girl named Jenna, which was you. Yeah. And at the same time, my wife had been going to, this was before COVID, Yeah, had been going to an, a gym near our, where we live, and she was always ranting when she had this particular trainer at the facility. She'd always say, oh, thank God, it was my favorite person <laughs> today. So Bruni tells me, oh, yeah, this girl, and... Jenna Jay and he's dating her and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then my wife, you know, there's everyone's on social media. So all of a sudden, my wife knows Jenna. <laughs> Jenna's that lady from the gym who she loves. And mm. she would tell me like the little updates in your life at that time, you know, yeah. whatever you shared with the group. And, yeah. And then Bruni, and I go, wait a minute, is this the same? And it was the same girl wow. that what are the odds? two people that are like, that I'm close with in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. It's like, how does this stuff, it's the craziest stuff. And I love it. I know these coincidences that, you know, we like to call divine order. Yep. So that was a real mind blower. I must've like hard launched him on Instagram and she was like, what? This, you know, showed you the picture. Yeah, like, wait it. a minute. Is this the same Bruni? And I'm like, yeah, that's Bruni, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so that's how we all met. Yeah. And since then, I've got to know Jenna through Steven. And, and you were on the show before, and everyone really enjoyed the last time you were on, so we're very excited to have you back. Yeah, I was saying, like, I can't even remember really what we talked about, but I didn't go back and listen because I wanted this to be right. fresh Smart. and new. Because yeah. I feel like I've changed a lot since then, in a good way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we all have. Yeah, exactly. We all have. What do you think about when you say changed a lot? What, what, what would you think are some of the ways that you've changed? I think I've just opened my mind to see God in 
different ways. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like back then I was more so in a box of this is who and where I think God is. And even I think Stephen has helped me a lot with this because he sees God in everything and in yeah. very unconventional ways, right. which I feel like I was very conventional when I first moved here with the church I was going to and the, the, the groups yeah. I was surrounding myself in. And now I feel like I've expanded that and I'm just seeking God in different ways. And it's amazing because it, it just like opens you up to amazing miracles and just ways and of living that are yeah. different. What do you think it is that keeps people like sort of, I don't know, clinging to the box or feel threatened about going outside of it? Like, what do you think it is that keeps people doing that? I don't know. I think honestly, it's the fear of what people are going to think if they're yeah. like, well, I see God in this way. And somebody's like, well, that's not where he is, you know, right. because everybody has their own opinions and people don't want to stray necessarily outside of the norm mm-hmm. because of fear of rejection or somebody's going to think that I'm yeah. this or that. And so they kind of stay with the status quo. Right. And your guys's way of thinking and even Stephen's way of thinking about God, I was like, this is mind blowing. I can't believe you right. Do, and then I started doing it and I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is the yeah. best thing ever. And so I feel like it's just given me a new way of, of life and I love it. Yeah. Well, isn't it funny because you're basically saying the same thing that Jesus went through because he had to be concerned about what all the people would think about his broader idea uh-huh. of God. Yeah. He was going through the same thing, but the more he did it, the more he was like, holy cow. Yeah. This is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. This, there's a lady. Uh, I weren't sure if we're going to read it, but it's perfect. This is a lady called Emma Curtis Hopkins. For our listeners, I'll just let you know the name of the book is The Spiritual Science of Emma Curtis Hopkins. Ooh. And she was, it's the 12 lessons to a transcendent you. And Emma Curtis Hopkins was the, considered the teacher of teachers. Yeah, because the author who... Oh, it's edited by Ruth L. Yeah, Miller. Yeah, because she wanted mm. to make... Emma Curtis Hopkins wrote in a way that was a bit more complex for some people, and she wanted to kind of simplify and streamline the teachings. Right? Yes. So okay. she puts her uh, kind of version and, and Emma Curtis Hopkins yes. in there. Yeah, so it's it, good. Yeah, in this book you get the book that Ruth L. Miller edits which was Emma Curtis Hoffman's original teachings, but uh, updates them so they're a little easier to digest yeah. right. because they're written originally in, in the 19th century language, uh, which is a little different. Yeah. And yeah. you need to go, okay, what does that mean? And you could kind of, you know, I've been able to walk my way through what the, yeah, the, original, the original one, yeah. but this is really a great, I highly recommend this. And then the second half of the book is the original book. Okay. So you can go back and forth. But what I liked that I did not know Emma Curtis Hopkins referred to it as was to consider the she's because the first lesson in metaphysics is to realize that God is good and it's the only power there is. Right. And to learn to see God everywhere, or she said. You could even use the word, don't be reluctant, it's not blasphemous, to say, I see good everywhere. Because that'll help your mind get right. into that. Because we under, we know what the word good means, yeah. but sometimes the word God is not only can be abstract, but also can carry a lot of 
psychological baggage from, you know, previous teachings that we learned or yeah. superstitions people yes. we knew had about yes, it. Yes. So she's like, it's okay. You could throw it out the window. And she even explains how, and this is Emma Curtis Hopkins talking, how other religions would use the word good, like the mm. Buddhists, and, and they would use it for the same reason. So I started doing that this week too. Instead of always seeing, you know, God is all this, I go, wow, good is everywhere. Mm. Good is in that. Good is in this. Yes. Good is. And it really starts to like make your mind, you can feel your mind tingling and changing yeah. as you're doing it. That's right. Like, then you can't see bad. Yes. If, if you're yes! only seeing good, then there's no bad that's allowed in. And that's the whole point of the exercise. The point. Because now you're getting elevated yep. into the real kingdom of heaven right now. Yeah, yeah, and all the stuff that would be called bad or sin is really a misunderstanding and illusion. So when, I can only really see one or the other. I can't see both at the same time. You right. Know, like not in the real sense, like we're talking about, where, you, where I really feel it. It really is a different frequency. And I'm glad you said rejection before when, when I asked, uh, or I, when I asked you the question about why people stay, I was thinking that word. And it's something that I'm healing in my own life right now because I was raised Catholic. And then I started waking up to the truth of this stuff and then quite literally was totally like rejected angrily by my mother in particular who uh. I was close to. And there was so much like un unconscious fear around that. And I'm really going through a phase right now of like letting go of the fear of rejection because I've, I've walked both ways and it's, you know, I keep, you, I keep coming to these different paths, parts of my path where Something I used to be able to tolerate is no longer tolerable. So, like, I come a long way. I don't fear rejection like I used to, but I hit another, like, mm -hmm. deep well of that, like, that I didn't see coming. And I was thinking about this before the show, and I hate to, uh, well, let me just say, it's coming up right, I, we're, no, at the break, I was standing, and I was thinking, I, like, last week I fell, fell I was, like, up, 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 and then I kind of, like, fell into the pit, and I was real, uh, what it felt like a pit, right? And I was thinking... But God didn't. God knew that I, I have, I could handle it. You know what I mean? Like, there's part, and I even knew before I fell in that I could handle it. Mm -hmm. But then these certain patterns and things came up that I, I had to face, and they were scary. And I had so much self judgment and so, and reject. I was rejecting myself. I was. Mm -hmm. I had taken on the rejection that had been shown. You know, and it's like, it's been a very healing week for me. But to re-accept and love myself and continue practicing Daryl's version of forgiveness, which I love, which is to see the people I'm thinking about happy, whoever it is. And I was on a roll with that. And then all of a sudden, things, some things happened and I had innovated challenge. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, yeah, you like that, right? So let's now, let's, let's take it to something that you, it's not, you know, like at first, you're like, this is a great. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that, you know, it's like, but I've been using it. And, what, and when Daryl was talking about his healing with his cold, it's like, I thought about something Emmett Fox said, which is once we change our subconscious mind, once our subconscious mind shifts back into wholeness, our body cannot do anything but heal. Yeah. Mm. But if we try to like, when I used to try to force my body to heal first without changing my mind, that's backwards. It, we have like, we're retraining ourselves to realize that it comes, the kingdom is within. This body's not doing this to me. The, this body, this is a, an outpicturing of something that was going on in my subconscious mind before, and it's on the way out, and it will, the pattern will try to convince me, no, 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 I'm the one making it, but I have to then be the shepherd, the king, 
Because there's a guy, Kenneth Gray, who taught us like, what's on the throne in your consciousness? And the only, it's, the only way I know is how do I feel? If love is on the throne, I feel freaking amazing and limitless. Yeah. And I see only good. If fear is on the throne, I don't see any of it. I doubt myself. And then I start to find ways to be manipulative to try to regain my true power that, that's, that I feel like is lacking, right? So, but the real key, and I've been practicing a lot of visualization and imagining lately. The real key is to get that fear off of the throne. And it takes vulnerability and it takes like <laughs> surrender. Get the fear off the throne. Like I have a lot of meetings for school and stuff next week. And the fear is trying to tell me this is what Daryl was saying. You got to do this now. You got to do this before you feel good. But I have time to do this stuff. I'm yeah. good at it. But the fear doesn't know that seemingly. And it's telling me, no, you better do. You're already in trouble. It's not going to. And I got to put God, put love, put me as a royal, the, the, the son of a king, like back on the throne. Because you think about who's ruling my inner kingdom. That's what this question is. Like, who yeah. is actually ruling my inner kingdom? Because if it's love, which is who I naturally am, it's, I feel so good. And that's the only way I really know. Like who's, you, I could put on a million faces. I could convince most people that I'm happy at any moment. But that, that's fine. But what really matters is I know who's ruling my inner kingdom. Yeah. And yeah. when fear is on the throne, per se, it's because you're worried about the outcome of how it's going to be and you're not able to control it. Right. So that's where I am. I'm like, okay, I'm fearful that Steven's not going to get better. It's because I'm trying to control the doctors and I'm trying to control when he's going to heal. Yeah. But then when I put my control aside and say, God's in control, that's why yeah. when the funny story, when you texted me, you didn't even know I needed this to the degree that I needed it. But he was like, here's your affirmation for the rest of the time that Steven is in the hospital. God is taking care of it. Yeah. And he wow. sentence by every text you would send me, the end of it would be God is taking care of it. And you didn't know how bad I needed that because there are days in the hospital when you're like on a high, everything's going great. He's not in a ton of pain. And it felt like every other day was great. And then there was a low day and then there yeah. was a high day. On those low days, I needed that affirmation of God is taking care of it because I could not control one bit of what was happening in the entire situation from the moment I found out wow. to today, yeah. I still can't control what's going to happen and when he's going to heal and how it's going to be and how many more surgeries, all of those things. So that is where the fear comes in. But when I let go of it and I say, God is taking care of it, then that's when the fear goes aside and you just yeah. trust that it's in God's hands. Yeah. And that's when the, the Bible quote too, that, that's when I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. Because that's, that's what it really is, yeah. Yeah. making my mind new again. It's gotten clogged up with all this nonsense. I love what you're saying there. Because it's, it's one or the other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. can't, and I'm seeing this more and more in my life. I can't say, yeah, I know God's taking care of it, but I'm also going to act fearfully. And it short circuits everything. No. And a guy break down. Until I finally let go and go, no, actually, this is real. God is real. This good, the good is real. Then it's really the only thing that's real. And actually, that stuff that I thought I was doing was helping is actually getting in the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, um, I know another one that helps me with, like, God is taking care of it. When I was concerned, because Lori was having some things getting checked out with doctors, and I know that feeling. It's like... 
Am I supposed to, like, your mind thinks that you're supposed to worry. It thinks like that's being a thoughtful person, but yeah. no, no, it's not. No. So there was this other um, affirmation in one of my, it's called, oh, look, I, find, I can't believe it. I think I got it right here. I think I got it right here. All right, I might not. It might be in my other little booklet. Yeah, I think it's in my other booklet, but it says, you know, we've all heard let go and let God. and mm -hmm. But this one said, let go and let God. I let, I let go and let God work in all my affairs. And it allowed me, oh, I can let go. And I let God. God yes. is working on Lori Ooh. as I let go. Yeah. As long as I'm not letting go, I'm not allowing that to work through me. Like I'm not adding yes. bonus mm -hmm. healing power toward her. I'm like kind yeah. of withholding right. the amount right. of blessing that I can allow to flow right. towards Stephen or Lori or any concern. Or a project you have. A project, yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that, that the fear thing is this happened to me at work yesterday. Like I have three meetings on Tuesday, Wednesday. And I could go, oh, three meetings. It's not even that big a deal. One of them, I mean, they're for, for students and their plans, but two of them. Very minimal. But don't tell the fearful mind because it wants to make that into a story. Yes. So I was going to say that when, I'm a, when I was afraid of it, when, until I put it into God's hands, it's like the, it's a double whammy because I'm afraid to even look at it. So then I'm never going to get like I'm working against myself in both ways. But yesterday I put it in God's hands. God's handling all the, all yes. the information I need because that's a big thing. I need to gather information to put a program together for these students for the next year. And um, really, it's just paperwork. I mean, I, the program is a living program. I do it every day. But within the time that I said that, within 45 minutes, I talked to three different people who gave me everything I needed to know. And I already knew most of what we shared, you know, but it was and it feels so good to realize I was not put here on earth to suffer. No, or to by, struggle. Or struggle. I, I've been telling people another thing that Daryl and I, I think maybe came from Daryl first, no suffering required. Yeah, mm. no, there's no kingdom, suffering there required. No suffering yeah. required. But a lot of us have been told the opposite. That's yeah. virtuous to suffer. Yeah. That's why a lot of us get in the habit of complaining about our job. Right. Like, oh, you think yeah. you totally. got it bad. What do you hear what I had to do this week? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. That's a, the, like the real question. <laughs> you know, there's one point where Jesus is talking to the, the Pharisees and there's kids amongst them. And he's like, come here, kid. He's like, I'm telling you, if you do not become like this kid, you go, you're not going to get it. So I, that makes me think like, no matter what it is, what if I just made it funny and fun? Yeah. What if the same thing... Well, whatever it is that I've been holding is something I need to be afraid of or serious. And Daryl and I say seriousness is just uh, fear pretending to be an adult. Yeah, <laughs> grown up. So whatever that thing is, what if I yep. approached the same thing, whether it's going over to my in-laws or going to school? What if I just didn't carry it at all? Because my father, I knew my father on my back anyway. The, the kingdom's within me. And my job is to release it. And I said, how much fun can I have? And it's transforming this thing, because I've talked a lot about transforming my job, wanting to do other things, but what's this transformation of it while I'm there and not being afraid anymore is opening the door quicker than anything else. It's the loaves and the fishes. I was thinking about this this morning. If we look at what we have and think it's not good enough and think that, oh, but when I get that other stuff, then I'll be good, we're never going to get it. But if I look at the loaves and fish that I have, whether it's my job or my relationship, and I bless and magnify and multiply the good that's already there, 
Like today I was in the ocean. It's a small, funny little thing. I mean, simple, silly thing, but I was sitting there and there wasn't that many waves coming. And part of me, oh, no, no waves. But I was like, dude, I live in Santa Monica. <laughs> There's no one else out except my one buddy. The sun's shining. I get to surf. And then it, as soon as I started magnifying, multiplying the loaves and fishes that I had, I started, I have a car that I like to drive in the lot. I'm going to go do a podcast with you guys. Jen is coming in the studio. Wow, Ain't we were excited here. about Woo. that. Yeah. <laughs> All of it started to, I magnified what looked just like little bit instead of cursing it. I blessed it and it blessed me and it's continuing. It's amazing. I mean, it, this so stuff is so mind blowing, yeah. right? It's, it's the opposite of what fear, fear might be doing the right thing, but if it's done out of fear, it's, it's not going to work. Uh, yeah. no. But I'm, okay, so question for you guys, because I feel like people don't know where to start when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. So what you're doing sounds insane. Like, how am I going to go sit in the ocean and then start thinking about all the good stuff? Like, it sounds crazy to people yeah. who have never done it. Yeah. What do you think the first step is to starting this process? Well, I think the very first step is you got to be at the point where you want a change. But I was and you're willing to open your mind to what's being suggested. Or because what's being suggested, here's the thing. I think from my own experience and people I've known who've been through this similar, a similar getting to where I am today from where I was, there's this underlying notion within, I think, everybody that they know there's something more yes. like this God idea. I didn't know it was the God idea because I just thought, because the way God was presented by the people who presented it to me, it just seemed like yeah. it doesn't really work. It's just old stories. I, how is this going to help me? <clears throat> but when it's presented in a way where it's, where it's presented in this way where it's um, accessible and practical. Where we don't know. If you understand this stuff, yeah, like almost like saying, you know, that God you have a problem with is not the one I'm talking about. Right. And you just check out some of these new ways that new for us. They're not new ways. I mean, Jesus was the one who was saying this stuff over 2,000 years ago. And he wasn't the only one. I mean, if you look back to all these Almost all the religions seem to have the same open-minded, loving ideas of a power greater than ourselves that we all have access to. That's really flowing us in the right direction. Yes. If only we'll cooperate with And it. we're denying it. So the first, like, we, we've been the ones denying its existence with for ourselves to believe in on a personal level, not convincing anyone else to, but just so we could see, does this stuff really work? And then once I'm willing, like I want to make a change, then it's, you got to be willing to try it, mm -hmm. you know? And it starts with doing a morning routine, even if you don't believe in it. Like I started off, I didn't believe in it, but the guy said, look, man, if you do this for 30 days, which was just seven minutes of prayer like, and reading from some of these inspirational books, um, in 30 days, you'll be amazed at how much your life will change for the better. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted. Yeah. And it seems so much more palatable than 
Because the way I'd been trying, like, was always trying to, if I could just get it right and get these people to do this, and if I didn't make so many dumb choices, and and then it would be good. But this is saying, forget about all that. If you just read books, like, seven minutes of readings in the morning, and all that's going to change, mm. then that's what got me to commit. Yeah. And when I started sharing that, and it worked, I was like, I couldn't believe the changes that were happening. And that's when I really got, that's what convinced me that, holy crap, it really is an inside out existence. As I think and feel about myself and my circumstances, well, that's how it's going to be reflected back to me. Mm -hmm. And that I am my own prophet. I don't need a psychic. (laughs) It's... I the things I'm telling myself about myself and about my circumstances are going to become my future. It's the direction I'm headed. Yeah. That's why Einstein said that the whole quote is imagination is more powerful than knowledge. It is the coming attractions of your life experience. Imagination is the coming attractions. Yep. So what am I imagining? So that makes me get on board. Well, I don't want to imagine bad. That's right. You know yeah. what I, mean? I don't that's want right. to imagine bad. But that's all I was imagining before. And that's why my life was chaotic and depressing. And, you know, why does this crap keep happening to me? I didn't know I was participating in it. Mm. Yeah. Because you get used to it. Yeah. Or you're around people that are doing similar things. Well, you know why I'm around people doing similar things? Because you're attracting those people. Yes, because I was thinking and we attract. And what happened was, I was, the thing that happened to me was, I'm in New Jersey and my life is miserable. If only I could live somewhere else. After joining the Coast Guard, I get stationed in Hawaii. It's the furthest you can get from New Jersey without a passport. Yeah. And the most beautiful place. And you know what? I had the same friends, just with different names. It was the same. It was the exact same existence. But what happened was, deep down, because I knew I was in Hawaii, it was obvious to me, it's not the environment. It must be me. So it was... It was almost like the perfect storm for me to be introduced to this yeah. stuff. So that's that's that's. I mean, yeah, you you said it. The people that, that same. My first thought is they gotta want it. Like, for yes, because the people who want it. You in the beginning, you prayed for those who have ears to hear. Yes, yeah. and I was thinking. So those are the people we want to speak to if they don't have ears to hear. Because when we hear it, all I've really been ever wanted was someone who gave me permission. To believe that that crazy stuff that I already sort of knew was real. Mm. Those people, I, I counsel different people voluntarily. People call me, and I can tell the ones that drain me and I have to stop with are the ones who they don't really want it. They someone argue out, against. They it. argue against yeah. it. Maybe someone else told them to come. But there's one young man who's in his early twenties, an amazing filmmaker. I've known him for a really long time, and he wants it. And we talk, and he does it. And he's not doing it. It's not, it no. doesn't work because I say it works. It's, no. It works because I tell him, look, this is what I've been doing with my head. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and does it. Oh, my God, it worked on my head, too. I, you know what I'm saying? So it's those who have the ears to hear. And this is why 
the I I'm going through. I know I'm about to take a leap into new things, but I did this before when I left LA Unified, and I thought I'm just going to jump like Daryl, but I didn't handle the fear underneath that was keeping me there, and mm -hmm. I went through hell literally. But the hell that led me to where I am now. I met Daryl. I got all the stuff. I got a master's in spiritual psychology. I found all the stuff I was looking for but it was really, really difficult. Mm. So right now, I know what I'm doing on the level of my mind, imagining, changing what I'm imagining. Because as soon I know when that, because I've done it before, I know when that clicks. Daryl always says it. When my subconscious mind accepts it, I'm out, I'm, I'm going where I'm going. I guarantee, I know that. And now I, it's, and it's the one part no one can see. Only one who knows it is you and you and you, like in me. Mm -hmm. That's the only one. Who really like? I know whether I feel it or not, and that is real. I mean, and it's a, you know, it's but it's it's so good to to know that this stuff works. And the best way anyone who wants to get into this stuff, just try it. Yeah. Spend a little time imagining what in in a situation where your mind keeps telling you it's going wrong. Just spend a few minutes, set a timer for three minutes, and just say, I'm gonna kind of make myself imagine what is the best thing I can imagine happening. And watch what happens, because yeah. all it takes is the faith the size of the mustard seed. All it takes is a tiny little opening. It'll happen. It, has, It'll ha it can't not happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unless you're really actually thinking bad stuff. But yeah. if you give it a shot, it'll yeah. work. Yeah, and the worse you're thinking, the quick, the more you're going to be blown away by, yeah. like, God loves people who rail against it, because mm -hmm. somewhere inside them, they're railing against it, because there's another part of them that knows it's already true. Yeah. I mean, that's the story of Paul, right? Saul... You know, getting converted. Right? First, he's like killing. Ah, you're wrong. Right? Like killing Christians, and then he turns out to be the one who's like converting people. Yeah. No, this stuff works. You know, but believe me, I used to be pretty extreme against this. Yeah. Yeah. If it works for me, it'll work for you. True. Yeah. I love it. Well, there's two other things I just want to add. One is that I found very helpful to myself is asking God to inspire me and motivate me. Yeah when it comes to doing the things I know I would like to do. Yes. Because then it becomes so easy. Ooh. But like, cause the other day when I was thinking about doing that article, cause I just did those car, those drawings for my friend at the bar. So I'm feeling high. I got a creative high magic happened. But part of me said, Oh, you got, if you're going to do this article for this magazine, it's gotta be due this week. You know, you were sick and he never told me the date it is due. So I was just always each month kind of guessing. So I go, I got to do it. And my mind started to go, ah, oh, but that's going to be difficult. You got to come up with an idea for the article, and then you're going to be hunkered over your computer. Your neck's going to hurt. And I had to go, no, no, no. God's going to inspire me and motivate me. Yeah. And it's going to be easy. Yes. I'm going to let it be easy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is when I know my mind's clicked over, even with scary decisions. It's when the enthusiasm to go for it outweighs the concern yeah. about what may or may yeah. not happen or what it's going to take to do it. Right. Or what I'm going to have to give up or what. Yeah. It's like once that enthusiasm is just at 51% above concern, all of a sudden it it's like, work. ooh, I get excited. And then the thought came, Daryl, you don't have to be hunkered over your computer. What do you mean? Like, this is the inspired <laughs> thought versus the little me. Because, you know, you could talk to your computer and I'll write it. Yeah, but I'm, nope. You can just talk to your computer because that's the dictation, mm -hmm. even in Technology. Word. Technology. So, all right. Boom. 
And I just started talking, reading notes I had. It's like, oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah. And then Amazing. I just, then you press, you know, check the edit and it'll show you the little words that, are, okay, I can fix those. I was like, this was the easiest one ever. <laughs> That's awesome. Let That's amazing. Easy. Let it be easy, man. And the other thing I want to bring up is when Ed was talking about who's in my throne, in my brain. Some folks aren't going to like this, but I know this is my big problem with who ends up in my throne. Uh-huh. Whoever I'm judging, mm. yeah. they're now yeah. ruling my kingdom. Yes. And is my number one I love that. I don't know why I abdicate the throne for these people. Yeah. But I do. And I all of a sudden I go, Daryl, stop. You're judging, 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 judging. I so I really have to bless these people. And one thing came to me because the topic of the show. I wrote this Are is you just something about crowning. People? Yes. Okay, good. So I was thinking because some people are sticklers. I'm in my mind. This has nothing to do with them out there as people. It has to do with I allow some people to be sticklers. The irony is it's not even that person. Mm-mm. It's it's mm-hmm. the idea and feelings that I've attached to that person within my own mind. Right. But I still there's some sticklers. There's a neighbor of mine. I bless them. I feel good. And then I think about them again. And, uh, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. So, so I wrote to myself, King, because I was thinking about sorry, this was the 26th. So this was this was yes, no, this was the 25th. So I wrote this to me t- two days two days ago, but I already knew the title, so that's in my mind. Yeah. I wrote, remember, you have been anointed king and have dominion over all your circumstances. Rule with love and faith, because love and faith is the magic. Because love and faith, the story of where Peter and who's his buddy? Who is no Peter and was it Peter and Paul? Paul. So Peter and Paul, when they ascend, that's when the magic happened. When they ascended up the mountain, that's when the magic happened. Well, in the Bible, the esoteric meaning of Peter and Paul is love and faith. Paul's love and Peter yeah, represents faith. Yeah. yeah. So, so when I rule with love and faith, magic happens. Yes. But I wrote, if someone is upsetting you, it is an indication that they are in need of my blessing. Yes. Yeah. And I put blessing. And you know when... Because bless and bliss. bliss yeah, bliss means seeing them happy because they're synonymous. Yes. You know, the origin of the word of blessing and bliss. Uh, yes. So... Uh, you know when people would go during like medieval times, oh king, please. Yes. What did I say it earlier? Grant me your grace. Grant me your grace, yeah. king. Yeah. You know? So I have to see when people are upsetting me, yeah. and this helped me. I gotta put myself back in the throne and go, wait a minute. Like it's disturbing. But I they're really just asking for my you know, like a like a king to yeah. give them their royal blessing. That's right. So I wrote, as a good king, I have the power and authority to crown them. No, I mean, yeah. to crown. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, actually, put a crown on them. Yep. With love, crown them with love, joy, happiness, peace, health, and prosperity. It's my kingly duty, mm. and enables God to replenish my soul. 
yes. by allowing yeah. his love, not my hate, to flow through me and That's heal right. the world. Mm. Yeah. So we got to start crowning these people. We do. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. We're going to yes. do a lot of crowning. Yeah, I agree. Just, uh, yeah, because you have to put, you have to take yourself out of the fearful position to even believe I'm worthy to bless someone else. Rob Leeshock told me, gave me a great suggestion. He's like, I feel like he, he was relating to me. He's like, you got to be the lead singer of your own band. Your life is the mm. band. Because I like to sing in front of bands and stuff. And, but he said, because then he shared, he said, a long time ago as an actor, I thought I was a character actor. So I'd act all these weird characters. And then I started seeing myself as a leading man. And it totally changed the way I, I now I'm like being myself and I'm yes. the leading man. And I think about that because the flip side of condemning someone is there's another part of me that'll think I'm a little character actor and I need to go and kiss their behind and somehow beg for forgiveness. And now both sides of those are terrible. I'm either like the, the executioner or the guy begging and neither one of those is worthy of who I am. Mm. So when I remember who I am and start just valuing my love enough to send that person love and blessings and joy, it automatically reminds yeah. me of who I am and I'm free. The other day there was someone that happened, something, something happened with, me, with this teacher last year I told you about, I talked about uh, where I, misunderstanding and I ended up talking to a bunch of people, like some, nothing came bad came out, but I ended up having to have a couple conversations and there's a misunderstanding. Some reason I noticed like this person would either trigger me of wanting to judge her or beggar for a, like mm. and i i started to say something like from that beggar perspective and it didn't I, the feeling wasn't good later in the day when i was just being myself i was like messing with the school nurse pretending i was like a cat scratching on the window <laughs> the lady same lady came in and she saw me being myself and she's like ah and it went back to us being like a loving friendship and she's like who are you trying to scare now you know and like it just reset <laughs> everything into its proper perspective. There you go. I couldn't um, have forced. But <laughs> all right. So we have a reading to do before we get out of here too. We do. We? All right. Let's hear that. I do have it. Let me scroll back into my archives here. We're scrolling back in time. Okay. I got it. Got to get back in time. Put love to work. Yes. Is the title. Love. I am putting love to work right now in all I think, say, and do. Real love is more than just a feeling. Real love goes to work. Many times our hearts are filled with gratitude, yet we never take the time to express it. How often do we say, I really should call this person or write a letter to that one, only to go on our busy way? Love must be expressed. Whenever you feel love for another person or for a cause, welcome this wonderful feeling and do something to keep it alive. Know that the love you feel is the very spirit of God indwelling you, trying to express through you. As you put this feeling to work, you are the hands of God. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. 1 John 4, 7. Wow. I'm a love machine. feel so peaceful right now. I know. I feel I'm so a, loving. I'm a love machine. I'm a, hubby, a hug and kissing fiend. Yeah. Isn't that the lyric? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, too, we have a... If we're really the king or the, the leader the, within our consciousness, like there are angels that were just waiting for us to say, go to work. Yeah, to release. Go to work. Take care of this for me. Help me. Show me. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like, and that's their job. Because they don't know what humans go through because they're not here. Unless we tell them what we're suffering, because it's all just illusions in our mind and this reality. Oh, my God. And just waiting for us to give them the word. This is a good way to see it because from a lot of during my day, if I'm, I'm sitting on the throne 
And I'm not, and I'm forgetting I have these angels that I could release to yeah. really do love in the traffic, to love anywhere I'm going. Traffic. I know, but mm. I could release them because you know what? I just realized because now I my mind took in that whole picture. Yeah. And I like saw them like here's the throne and you have those big royal red curtains. Yeah. Yeah. And all the angels are back there, you know, almost like knights with their swords up. <laughs> but now I'm not putting words that are smoking cigarettes. I was thinking the same and they're, thing. And they're all going, oh, yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. He never asks us to do anything. This job yeah. stinks. Yeah, this guy's a bum. I know. But now I'm like, I don't want to do that to these angels. Yeah. They have all like this armor and they're all excited. They have arrows that shoot love at people. They're going to cut away negative feelings and illnesses from yeah. people. And they're back there, like, bored out of their minds because I'm not really Because you're trying them. to do everything yourself. Yes, it's horrible. Our lives can be so easy. Let's release the angels. Let's My release the, the step angels. Step up to the podium. Yeah. Step up to the podium and be you know, like, you're, yeah. you're going to do this. You're going to do that. Just take care of this. And they're like, oh, my God. Thank God. He's thank getting goodness. it, folks. He's getting it, folks. I and you that. will see the results. Yeah. You will see the results and you'll be calling your friends or writing Daryl and Ed an email <laughs> or saying, you're not going to believe what happened. So well, before we wrap up, is there anything, one thing that's been going really, really well for you that's been blowing your mind lately? Oh, man. Well, honestly, Stephen being alive is literally the best thing ever. I think like, it's just shown us what actually matters. Yeah, so yes. literally the only thing that matters, that's why I was not even upset to have to go to the hospital every single day. I was like, I get to go to the hospital and see him. A lot of people yeah. in the same situation would not get to do that. So instead of I have to go and do this or I have to work as well as take care of him, it's like I get to do these things. He's alive and I get to still have him in my life. So that's literally the best thing that's happened. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful for that. One. Yeah. Dude, it, that's so awesome. it really makes you appreciate every little thing. The little, even like your, even our our family walks. It yes, was, it, it's always been one of my favorite things. But when he couldn't walk, yeah, I would take Romeo for a walk by myself, and I'm like, dang, this is sad. Like yeah. I just miss our walks, or I miss him laying on the couch and watching TV with me. It's the yeah. little things that yeah. you just take for granted. Totally. Well, those yeah. days are coming back. They're coming back. Than ever. He yeah. walked around the block the other day, so awesome. we're good. Yeah. Right, and by us celebrating, we're we're lifting them up with us. I was just like, yeah. you saying that, that, that actually came to me when I was in the water too. Like, dude, because we've all been places where we can't even go out of, I was just, some reason, I must've been prepped for the show. I was just yeah. thinking, man, so many people, if I was in that spot where I was in like a hospital or something, I, like, I would just be, do anything just to be here, mm -hmm. sitting here. Mm -hmm. And we are, we all get to do this. This is a, this is just fantastic. Is there anything or anywhere people can reach out and follow you or do anything that you're up to these to see what you're up to these days. On social media. Social media, yep. On Instagram, Jenna.j. TikTok too, but I'm not as heavy on the TikTok yeah. lately. I was for a while, but life has kind of J A E. That's yeah. my middle name. I was wondering. Yes. Jenna J. That's my first and middle name. Where and my name last name from? will be gone soon. So yeah, we're not worried about that. Where did the name J come from? Do you know? My dad's middle name is J, but J-A-Y. Oh. So they wanted to like have us have the same middle name, but just spelled differently. That's cool. And I hated it growing up and now I love it. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. Well, join the club. Yeah. How do you think I felt growing up with the name Daryl? <laughs> Where everyone's Joey, Frankie, Louie, Eddie, Tammy, oh. Lori. 
Daryl. That's why he's out here. There wasn't a lot of Edwards when I was going either. No? But didn't they call you Eddie? Eddie Van Halen Come on, was man. Out we here. moved to California. They don't call people Eddie. <laughs> they don't do that here? Van Halen. Nah. Nah. Yeah, not what about big, big Daddy Eddie Roth? The they're too relaxed one. in the sun to be like Eddie. They're like Ed. Yeah, they're just too relaxed. Yeah. Um. Anyway, oh, we had a story we wanted to share. Oh, about so you. We found this on TMZ. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, this is pretty amazing. actually, when you were a little girl, when Jenna J was a little girl, she was already thinking big. One day, her kindergarten class was learning about the first moon landing, and Jenna called out, "That's nothing." Jenna's teacher was surprised. <laughs> what do you mean, Jenna? Jenna smiled. Someday, I'm going to land on the sun. Her teacher corrected her. Jenna, you cannot land on the sun. It's too hot. Jenna just smiled. That's okay. I'm going to go at night. <laughs> uh, I love it. All right. <laughs> on that note, thank you for joining us. We got to sing it out, right? Yeah, we're going to try to sing it out today. Okay. Here we go. Here These we... guys were called the Blues Brothers, but they really sang with a great deal of joy, right? Mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to try to bring to these lyrics here. Ready? Yeah. Hey. Hey! <laughs> well, I feel so good. Everybody's getting high. You better take it easy because the place is on fire. Been a great day. Everything went good. Now I'm going to relax, honey. Everybody should. So I'm... So glad we made it. So glad we made it. You gotta give yourself loving. 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 Every day. Do, 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 da, do. Visit DarylNet.com. We love Jenna.j. <laughs> we love Stephen Bruni as well. <laughs> Visit DarylNet.com. Freezy links to everything we do. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. You gotta give yourself loving. <laughs> give yourself loving. Give yourself loving. Give yourself loving. Give yourself loving every day. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Five hundred dollars. Really? See, two hundred dollars for you. One hundred dollars for you. What the hell? Oh no! Hundred dollars for you. Are you serious? Yeah, I'll give you $100. When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away ten percent of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.